Hey fam, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of See You Next Tuesday. We had so much fun chatting with Maria, the amazing human behind Chow Veggie. We talked about what inspired her to shift her first restaurant, which served meat, to an all plant-based spot, how she finds balance throughout her non-stop days, and how she finds pause and wellness for herself. Check it out. You hired my sister to do your bag, yes. which I love so much. <laughs> she was like, I don't even eat vegan. Like, you know, I'm not, and I loved that portion of it too, because that's kind of part of what we do is like, we just want to encourage people to eat more veggies. And it doesn't matter if you yeah. eat it often, but even being a part of it, it, it kind of makes you think about veggies in general. Yeah, it's so funny. She's like, I don't eat vegetables. It's so interesting that they wanted me to do it. I was like, yeah, you're like a carnivore. It's so funny. Yeah, no, because I just, I loved her artwork and she's local. She's Asian. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. little things where it's like, oh, cool. okay, let's support. Like, let's just do it. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And honestly, I think your bags are probably the best bags out there. Well, we use it. And not because it's my sister. <laughs> Her, um artwork on so many things now like we use it for all of our labeling um I even for business uh proposals uh, I add it as my background like I use her artwork in a lot of the stuff that we apply so it's awesome that's nice. oh my gosh that's so and I just came from grocery shopping and I was using the chow veggie bags which I love because I put all my refrigerated stuff in there and then you can mm-hmm. zip it up and close it up because it's a cooler bag also right. That was a COVID-inspired thing where we're like, how do we get packages to go for people? And how do we get it insulated? And Okay, so good morning, Maria. Good morning. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to hang with us today. Um, For those who don't know Maria, she is a mother, an entrepreneur. Can I call you a restaurateur also? Yeah, I would would say so. A chef? Yeah, I never got my red seal, but I have been around food my entire life. So I mean, you're, I think- you're a chef, a chef, <laughs> a cook. They have the Master Chef shows that are based around home cooks that don't have any formal training and stuff too. Um, you just built a new home. Mm-hmm. You survived a pandemic. You, your family, the business. <laughs> You've shifted and shifted and shifted, and here we are today. Yeah, thanks. I I didn't it I mean the way you said it was like, whoa, I didn't even think of it that way. It was just it felt like survival mode, honestly. <laughs> but hey, today is what day? What does that represent? Oh, yeah, I I can't even think of tomorrow. Let's just get what we need done today. It's crazy. So I mean, cuz yeah. like okay, so when you originally started, I knew your restaurant on Robson Street. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that one. Bar in 2008. Yeah. And there was meat in that location. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can I say that? Yes. Can we say yeah, that? We actually did fully, we actually came from a background of doing fully meat based products. So, like, even before my own time, like, my mom opened up the first Vietnamese deli in Vancouver in Chinatown on East Hastings like right by Chinatown Strathcona area that's where I grew up and at that time like my mom was working for Manchu Walk my dad was a janitor at BC Place and she developed this recipe um it's the beef balls that you usually eat in your traditional pho wow Mm -hmm. 
she started selling, making it out of our apartment, like government housing apartment, right at Raycam on Campbell Street, and basically started selling them to the neighbors. And she sold enough to basically save up to open up their first store, which was in 1986. Wow. Holy. Yeah. And then that one product turned into like 20 different products 35 years later, supplying like grocery stores, restaurants. And then like that just kind of, we had that for 35 years, but 12 years ago now it's been sold to another family. So it's still up and running. It's still in Vancouver. A family owns it now. So we have nothing mm. to do with it anymore. But yeah, I feel like opening up the vegan place was kind of scary in the beginning because we weren't vegan to begin with. Like we didn't really know much about it other than- And how did you shift? To vegan because like you said your mom created the meatballs that everybody knows yeah. in Fa. and originally your first restaurant on Robson like your own restaurant on Robson had delicious meat and then how <laughs> how and why did you shift because I feel like you know it's very mainstream now it's very popular but yeah. you had that shift before it was very mainstream yeah I mean 11 years ago it was not popular at all like, having access to Vietnamese, um, Vietnamese vegan even wasn't even there. And like going to restaurants was not, it's, it's a thing now. Like you go anywhere, yes. everywhere. So um, yeah, like going back to 2018, like I was working that restaurant for two years. It was a full restaurant with a full bar. So we, I did everything there. Like I cooked, I worked the walk, I worked hot station. I did the dishwasher. Like I bartended, like, I remember working with my sous chef at the time and I'd be bartending in the front with a little like dress on, like working, managing, bartending. And then I'd run to the back and start walking like like clams with sake sauce and whipping all this stuff. And he'd be like, whoa, like <laughs> you're, you're crazy. You know, like I'm like, okay, it's, it's all done. Like I'd literally worked 16 hour days at that time. And so my parents sat me down after about two and a half years and my mother said, I haven't had a meal with you in the last Aww. two years, like a single meal. She's like, I haven't seen you. She's like, I've been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, life is getting serious and we need you to sell your business and let's just start over. And I, at that time I was kind of like, no, like, no, you're nuts. Like we just made it in the Vancouver magazine. Like all the, the recognition was just starting to pop up. And you know, like at that time I was living in the office upstairs from the restaurant oh my god <laughs> the liquor room like I had no home that was like my home it was crazy and like um when I said no my dad just said you know what like you put your heart and soul into it he's like I get it I get it. it's your baby I promise you though if you take whatever it is that you really truly believe in you could put it anywhere this is just a place it doesn't matter you know and so I thought about it and I thought about it and I was like okay, I don't want this to sit on my conscience to know that if something were to happen to her and say I didn't like kind of take a step back to recognize that and spend time, I think I might've lived with guilt and regret for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I just said, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. So I sold the restaurant. Um, my mom wanted to do vegetarian at the time because she just said, well, I'm sick. Uh, we've also processed so much meat. Like we've done like I think it was at that time we were doing like four tons. Like we were processing four tons of meat a week. Wow. Yeah. Like it was just like, it was just becoming such a big, um, 
like, you know, when you open a business and it just grows to a point where when you're the operator, it's hard to like think ahead. And like, if you don't have the team that understands how to grow that business and expand, it can be very taxing on the body. So I feel, I feel like that's what happened to her. Like she started um, developing, you know, a brain tumor. She was supposed to go into surgery. So she just said, let's just do a small little place, like a 12 seater vegetarian, give back to the community because we've been giving to the community in this way with meat. Let's do it the different way with vegetarian. And I was like, I was like, okay. And like, we don't even eat like vegetarian. Like, how are we going to do this? And so, um, I went backpacking when I was in my twenties to Vietnam, traveled for a few months. My mom's been back every year. We go back, we do like charity work and we do all sorts of cool things where we meet people in the rural areas near rice fields and things and learning, especially through the temples on, uh, through monks, like how to, how to make vegetarian food. So then we said, why don't we take some of those ideas and then take traditional meat dishes and veganize them and see, or actually vegetarianize them, which means like there's still dairy and egg um, and then see what happens. And then I think from that point on, I like traveled to India for a month on my own to just, because I knew that in India, there was like places that where it was illegal to eat meat. And so I was so curious. I was like, why? Like, why is this such a thing? I didn't know it myself to be honest and after learning from travels as well as our own customers actually so many customers came in was like well did you know that there's this thing that if there's vegan mayonnaise and like there's substitutes for meat and there's this and that and I just thought okay interesting and that just kind of grew and grew and grew and then I found more interest in like holistic nutrition I got really into um, understanding more about veganism because I was inspired by it and then, yeah, it just kind of, everything just kind of flipped over and we've been doing 11 years now. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't realize it's been 11 years. I know. Yeah. What? It just feels like yesterday, right? I mean, because I, st I still, you know, I will bring your food to events or school meetings and they're like, oh, what is this? I've never heard of this place before. Yeah. It's still, yeah. you know, being introduced to people too. Yeah, it's crazy. So. I think at one point you were probably, well, I guess the only known vegan restaurant, like full vegan restaurant for a while, because I remember I used to work at the BMW store way, way back when. And then people would always like, my coworkers would always eat at Chow. And I'm like, what the heck is Chow? And then they're like, oh, it's this cool. vegan, vegan uh, fall restaurant or whatever. And I was like, what? That, how's that possible? <laughs> I'm so confused by this. So. I, I noticed that there's like so many vegan options now in mm -hmm. restaurants and even in fall places now. They'll always have like at least one vegan bowl, which mm -hmm. I really appreciate because at the end of the day, like if we can all attribute to it together mm -hmm. as a team, that's the best way we'll succeed. Like climate change, like the animals, like we're talking about health, like there's just so many benefits to it. So why not? I mean, we don't actually eat vegan ourselves full time. And people always assume that I'm vegan. Mm -hmm. If you want a vegan restaurant, you must be vegan. And I'm like, well, actually, no. If you understood like where I came from, from my past, my background in cooking, uh, we're not. But due to having the restaurant, I have been inspired to eat more of that and applying more of that and encouraging others to do the same. And it's just, it it's benefited us for sure. Like before all this happened, I thought, okay, if I were to be healthy, I just eat protein, 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 mm -hmm. like, yes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Know, like just eat like meat and just don't eat anything else. Don't cut out the carbs. And that's what I thought was the way to do it. If you want to be a little healthier, a little slimmer, you know, but I realized over time, I was like, oh, actually, no, that's not actually helping us. And I mean, there's so many different diets out there, but when we're talking about like long-term preservation, preventative health and all of that, I realized like, oh, hey, like we just need to eat more veggies, complex carbs, Mm -hmm. and all of it will just kind of slowly shed off. And then not even just like physically, but like mentally too, I realized mentally you just get a little more bandwidth. You just gain a little more strength and then you realize you have more energy to do things. So I felt like it happened by default in a weird, ironic way. It was like, we just became healthier. My mom's tumor shrunk to nothing. She didn't have to go to surgery. Wow. Oh my God. And I think it was like, because we just by default ate so much more veggies because we were always at work. And then, you know, obviously uh, one big contributing factor I think is stress. So I think Mm. reducing her stress load down to something that she Mm -hmm. can manage became something more yeah, it was just, um, it relieved, you know, all the cortisol and all the adrenal fatigue and all that, like it just relieved all of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting journey though, because I feel like even though we were able to reduce the stress at that point in life, like dialing time forward, you know, over the last eight years or so, like eight years into the business, like both myself and my mother had like a a physical mental breakdown and it was only because the business got so much busier and we didn't have the bandwidth nor the experience to expand like we just Mm -hmm. we just kept doing and we didn't make time for ourselves so then Mm -hmm. like yeah there's just so much that's happened then I realized okay stress again so now even though we're doing vegan food and we're like trying to help mm-hmm. the community and eat more nutritionally dense and all that we're not doing it for ourselves and so that was a big learning lesson for myself and my mom where we have to really take that time sometimes to restore ourselves otherwise you can't reset you just keep going and you burn out do you do that for yourself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I've worked every like I've been known to work yeah. two jobs and go to school, yeah. like just work, 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 work. And that was just, I think by nature, through my blood, like through my mom, my dad, just being around it all the time. I just, I always put myself in this shoe where it's like, I'm never enough. Like I can never work as hard as my parents because of what they yeah. went through. They fled the country by boat and they went through so much trauma. And so then I always compared myself to that, which I realized now was completely wrong because we have yeah. our, our problems. Yeah. So, in that perspective yeah I've tried to do little things for myself now which is really important and it's as simple as making myself herbal tea before the end of the night um taking time to like take a hot shower like it sounds so simple but it's just those little things and like being present is number one for me is like not thinking about tomorrow and what I need to do but taking that moment to just really be intentional with my moment and just saying, Hey, I am here now. And I need to make sure that I'm okay to be here now. Not like I'm here, but I'm thinking about tomorrow because then you're checked out and then you feel like, or then I feel like emotionally, I'm not actually able to restore myself like that. They always talk about that rain barrel effect where, you know, like one last drop drops into the bucket and boom, there's like this overflowing 
of stress and, you know, everything just kind of unfolds. So Mm -hmm. yeah, tea, relationships, intention, um, sleep. Oh my gosh. Sleep Mm -hmm. is like so important because that's when we're restoring all of our, our blood, our cells, like we're, we actually reduce inflammation while we're sleeping. We do so many things and our body works so hard while we're sleeping. And if we don't do those things, like mm-hmm. cortisol just gets spiked uh, or glucose like gets spiked. Everything gets spiked during our daytime and our sleep. We don't get sleep. So for the first time, I'm like, okay, did I get eight hours of sleep? You know, like, can I get eight hours of sleep? Like, um, how can I, what can I supplement so that I can get more sleep or what have I done today so I can make sure that I get better sleep tomorrow. It's just being more, I guess, conscious of like, okay, I actually have like a little checkbox in my head where I'm like, oh, am I doing all these things so that I, I don't have a burnout? And yeah, so there are all these little things I feel that, which makes up a huge, actually pic- it puts a big picture, not only for myself, but I realized also for my kids, because I realized I was running around with my head chopped off and I didn't realize I was pulling that adrenaline into them too. Like, and you know, like when you, when someone comes into a room and you see they're super upset, like they kind of take over and then it changes yeah. the mood, you know? And, and I never realized that I did that. I just thought I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm doing every single thing I possibly can. And I'm filling every single moment with uh, responsibilities and like, just so I realized, okay, no, I, I can't do it. That's not healthy. Cause I, I, I don't want them to be going through kind of the same things that I might've gone through or what my mother, like she's gone through way more. Like now she's been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition with her liver. And it's something where your mind is so powerful. It overtakes even your body, you know, like she worked to the point where her liver shut down and her body started to attack her liver as if it was like a foreign object. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, yeah. Power of the mind, you know. So yeah. Oh my god, I love everything that you just said. Even oh. from the fact <laughs> that you're not full vegan, because it's always such a like, like it's either or. I feel like most. I'm like, oh, maybe cut that part. <laughs> but but I know what you mean, because some people are vegan and they are very passionate about it yeah and and sometimes they're so passionate about it that it's kind of pushed onto you that you might not be doing things properly in life if you're not vegan judged or you feel pressure yeah oh you're vegan oh okay like oh I do eat more vegetables or you try to like prove yourself or you try to like make up I get it because I realize like it's a journey and it's a journey that's different for every single person just like how every single person was born on this earth and not any single person is the same. So I feel like when it comes to food, like all these labels, like, oh, I'm octovarian or I'm pescatarian or I'm, no. Like I realized like yeah. about the labels as long yeah, as we're yeah. feeling good and we're, I mean, one main thing I realized is like intuition is such a big one. Mm. We don't, we lose that living in city life, you know? Like we just mm. think about that. We always use our brain over anything else than logic, right? Whereas yeah. yeah that actually tells you and your body knows what it needs when you're thirsty you're thirsty mm-hmm. you're hungry you want to eat something so I, I realized like the pressure shouldn't be there and we I actually thought I could never be vegan or vegetarian or even eat like a full vegan meal like I can go for days eating vegan now but before that never existed like I was like no way my meal never tastes the same it doesn't feel complete there's something missing mm-hmm. but I realized it's just again it's just practice it's just 
intentional eating too. Like if we know what we're eating and we know where it's coming from, who made it and all that. And then just being mindful of like, well, why don't we just add a few more veggies to it? Like mm-hmm. I'm busy sometimes, girl, I do not cook at home. Like I, I don't have any. Yeah. So there's people like, hey, let's order takeout, but let's add like a huge bowl of just steamed broccoli. Or, you know, let's cut out the the, the white rice and like, um, I'll make I'll make the rice. We'll order everything else. Mm-hmm. And I'll make rice where I'll, I'll blend it with quinoa, lentils, wild rice, brown rice, um, even millet. I'll do like this whole like mash of like, it's really good rice though, you know? And, and we just go, okay, let's just eat that as our base. And then we'll order everything else. So I realize like we, we we're busy people too. Like not everyone has the luxury and the time but I mean, cooking, I, I've never cooked. Honestly, I think this is like, I have to say, this is speaking on behalf of most cooks out there in this world who are chefs, cooks, are line cooks. It's grunt work. It's grit work. And like a lot of them, they might have, if they eat fresh, freshly baked bread, it's like the best thing. And, and they might be eating noodles when they get home. Like they have the worst diet because yeah, uh, <laughs> so much, you know? And, yeah, yeah. I just thought, man, I, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want that for myself. I can't. And when we're hungry, say you worked a long shift, mm-hmm. you tend to go through, go to all the junk food first. Cause that's the tastiest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it takes time. Like for me, like now I actually crave it where I'm like, you know what? I feel a little sluggish, like eating all this. Like I, I don't feel as good. Like maybe I should add a, a green juice or maybe I should just walk or like maybe uh, I'll skip eating meat for this meal, but I'll eat it for the next meal. And, you know, and so I just, I realize it's, it's a dance, just like any relationship. And I feel like that's how it is with food. It's like, you literally have a relationship with food and you connect with it how you choose. Oh my God. I just eat food to not die. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, ever, my husband's always like, your dinners are missing one key ingredient. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And he's like, love. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I just want to make sure I don't die. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? It's, I mean, I've learned this through holistic nutrition is like our, our digestive system actually starts before you even eat. So when you think you're eating to survive, yeah, like, no, what do you mean? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, no, it doesn't work like that. Like our digestive system, when you smell food, when you eat, uh, when you look at food and you know, when you salivate, mm-hmm preparing food and it takes a couple hours or an hour to prepare your food you're actually sending signals from your brain to your stomach saying hey like we're actually preparing food we're going to eat soon and what happens is it actually starts your um, hydrochloric acid in your stomach so sometimes if you have acid burn or like um, acid reflux or things like that it's it's just because your acid is, is so strong it can burn through things but it's there to break down your food so if you start your digestive system through your emotions, how you, what you're smelling, what you're feeling, what you're seeing, it yeah. actually starts your digestive system because your digestion starts in your mouth, actually, when you start chewing and then uh-huh. it's all the way up to the other end. And so with hydrochloric acid, it basically, if you break your food more down more efficiently, then you can actually poop better and you actually digest better and you don't feel as bloated. Oh. So the whole process of digestion is really important when it comes to seeing it and taking the time to eat it. So think about it. If you're just driving and you're eating your mm-hmm. burrito and you're like, hey, I just, I just got to come back and eat. Grab something quick. Yeah. Yeah. Your body's not, it's going, oh wait, concentrating on driving, but 
wait, am I, wait, so the brain doesn't signal hydrochloric acid to kind of break down your food and have it ready, basically. So it's, it's really that's, interesting. That's so interesting to know because I find when I'm cooking, by the time I've sat down and like start eating, I'm not as hungry as I'm not starving anymore, you know, and I'm not like overeating versus if you, you know, if I'm going through a drive through <laughs> eat the yeah. whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting to know that it starts like visually or I never knew that it's, there was a pre actual physically eating for your body to get ready to digest and intake the food yeah mm -hmm. I mean like who would like I wouldn't have known this until I actually looked into it with school right and it's like oh because like everyone just lives day to day you mm -hmm. you have a list of things you need to do and eating is one of them it's just part of the list you don't mm -hmm. take the time and bless the food and pray and do all these things that actually what people used to do actually like generations like many many generations ago and we used to have to harvest that food we used to have to hunt our food so all that digestion did start. So, I mean, it makes sense why allergies are so much more significant today. How mm. processed foods are so much more like prevalent today is because, you know, we talk about capitalism and all sorts of things, but yes, at the end of the day, like if you want to talk and peel things back a bit, it's like, yeah, it took time to eat and took time to have a meal. So it's kind of like, how do we, like for me, I'm like, how do I incorporate slow food like the slow food movement in a way and just reminding people like don't feel guilty because you had a crappy meal today but because mm -hmm. that's the crazy thing they say in the vegan world too is like the the most impact you can do with you know climate change and with animals and everything is through your meals because we eat two to three meals a day mm -hmm. so it's a huge influence on what we're doing um so yeah i mean i i feel like it's been years of learning honestly from our customers so many people have come through to share ideas and, and I get it. I get why some people are so vegan, like, you're like oh, really vegan, you know, and you're like, okay. but I feel, I realize it's because they're just so passionate. And they're like, if we don't speak up for the animals or we don't speak up for climate change, well, who's going to do it? And mm -hmm. the majority of people do eat meat, right? If we talk about it from a global perspective, right? Like how many billions of people we have on this earth. I mean, yeah, there's tons and tons of people that do eat meat. And so the people who are fighting for animal rights and the people who are eating vegan and all that, there's a smaller percentage of them. So I feel like they have to like, they just have to be more passionate about it so that they can share like, and once you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of hard. Like for me, for example, like I used to love foie gras, for example, like I used to love it. Like I used to like, <laughs> buttery, smooth texture. That's what I've learned in French culinary school, like all these wonderful dishes. But then I started learning about, you yeah. know, where it comes from, what happens and all that. Then I'm like, I can't enjoy it the same anymore. Mm -hmm. I think the kind of concept goes the same. And we're just so much more um, informed with our food and where it comes from and what happens to it, that people are able to make different decisions now. So, yeah. Would you share that information ever? I don't know, on your website, for example, I just feel like your food is delicious. Your restaurant is great, but there's so much love and knowledge and years and years of learning that went into it that like, right, even right now for me learning this stuff, my mind is blown and 
I feel like not all your customers know all of these great little yeah. tips and everything behind the scene. I don't know, you could you could attract us non vegetarians. <laughs> I mean, that was the case. Yeah. Like, oh, like, and I said, wow, a lot of people need to know. Like, it, vegan food can be fun. You know, plant based. You know, like, I mean, when you say that you're vegan, you're like, it means like you do everything non yeah. and nothing like clothing, yeah. everything you yeah. do. It's a complete lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what we kind of say we go back and forth with vegan and plant based, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because I've never spoken about it as much. Like I tend to talk about it to my customers if I see them or I'll talk to friends or in this chat that we have together right now. But mm-hmm. you're not really advertised that way through oh. the website. And I was like, hmm, thank you. Yeah, I should try to somehow incorporate it for sure. Yeah, because it's so interesting. And basically everything you just taught us in the last 20 20- five minutes like it's just so interesting to know even like I made myself a little note like slow food movement in a fast-paced world right like like yeah I mean that's what very interesting does what you really is to um provide like quick easy vegan Vietnamese food but in but try to help and encourage people to eat slower and with more intentional eating and mm-hmm. gratitude. Like gratitude's that mm-hmm. word's thrown around a million times, but at the same time, it is so true. Like we need to be gently reminded sometimes about just having a nice meal together. A nice meaning like just eating it and appreciating where it came from and enjoying it with the people you care about too. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going like all over the place, but it's because no. I just share. I'm like, I want to. <laughs> No, I feel like this is why you need like a vlog or something on your site where we can all just be like, oh, I didn't know that. Or just like little Insta story series or whatever. Yeah. Random information about. Yeah, I've just never been like a social media person or like online person. So I'm always like, I don't know. It makes me feel a little icky inside. But I realized. (laughs) it's part of the process and it's practice and but yeah. even don't think of it as like a marketing or selling yourself but honestly yeah. like you just shared what you're so passionate about and what you've learned because you love it so much that like yeah. LJ and I are like wow that is amazing that's really cool like I've never heard the term um slow cooking or slow eating and yeah. it just it makes sense and you make it not intimidating where I feel like yeah. I'm judged if I do something improperly or, or, you know, don't do it exactly to a T. Yeah. And, and I always say, cause I think I talked about this before and then we were at a party once and I was talking to somebody beside me who was a life coach and he actually asked me, cause we were having ice cream cake and he was like, so how do you feel about, you know, eating ice cream cake? Because all this, like, <laughs> like, do you even eat this stuff? And I was like, well, no, I, of course I enjoy it because it brings me joy, you know, mm-hmm joy so I'm going to appreciate it for what it is but to me it's like eating a bag of gummies right it's not giving I I'm consciously aware that it's not giving me any nutrients they're all empty carbs but it's bringing me something else and I'm able to share this slice of cake with everyone here and that just it's that feeling of belonging you know and that's community like that's a huge thing too and that's all it really is and so it's understanding the balance between making those decisions on how often you'll be eating that cake versus you know eating vegetables and putting the same bowl of gratitude into those two meals you know and it's like understanding where it's coming from and then we make different conscious decisions from it 
I'm taking notes. There's so many good. Me too. You got to make all these shirts. Okay. So was it slow eating or slow cooking or? Slow I wrote slow food, food movement. movement. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a real thing. It's been happening for a long time. Um, I didn't know about it because I am that person in the car driving, like trying eating. to get to the school in time, eating, and yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Minutes. Sorry. Yeah, it's funny that you say this because growing up, I mean, I grew up in a pretty religious family, and every before every single meal we sat like we always had to sit down together and then we'd always have to pray and like we always thanked the food for our nourishment and I think about it and I'm like oh my god my parents <laughs> they were onto something and it wasn't just because God told them to but it was like you know it makes sense to give gratitude because you know they always say give gratitude to this in your life and you know and like be thankful for the things that you have in life right and so it's like oh yeah food too food for someone yeah for someone who eats so I don't die and we all <laughs> that's the thing and that's what a lot of people do and that's what I was doing mm -hmm. when I had my kids it was like survival mode just eat so you can mm -hmm. milk. yeah yeah but I wasn't consciously eating and I wasn't eating the right things either at that yeah. I wasn't you know so I realize it's all a, a, it's day by day. It's a meal by meal thing. So it's like, okay, if this meal didn't work out, just work on the next meal. So you like, I don't know if this was in the pandemic or um, you started making like at home kits and like prepackaged meals and whatnot. Like how did you transition into that? And like, are those it's not fast foods, <laughs> like, but it's like, I don't know. Else? No, like what it's called. Just yeah, like, no, I, I, well, we kit, uh, meals or anything, but we did. We basically bottled and and like bottled everything we had. We're like, okay, if people can't come into the restaurant, why don't we just bottle all of our soups and then they can take it home? And then also the non-vegan people can also have a vegan soup base and they can add whatever they want to it, so they can feel comfortable. And you know, so there's just all these things about um, just packaging it all and making sure that people have access to it that was really our thing during COVID because I mean third-party apps just blew up like delivery apps yeah. during that time too and I knew like it was either going to be like a restaurant with a pure experience or I was going to provide quick easy fast food which in a way it is considered quick easy fast food we're, we're like quick uh casual right so that's kind of like mm -hmm. our, our category in the restaurant industry um, but yeah, it's just for me, I'm like, well, how can we, it's been non-stopping with the pivoting and understanding and it's a whole beast and its own because when you try to provide food and manufacture on a larger scale, it does change things into, well, you can't do it as slow as you would like. And you mm. can't like in that. And for me, ethically, that also makes me question too, like, am I moving in the right direction? Am I doing it in the right ways? Are we using plastic versus glass versus, you know? all sorts of things. And then it becomes so much bigger than I thought when it was like, oh, let's just package everything so people can just take it home. But then all these other questions came into play. Um, and that's what we're working on now is understanding that and being able to take that to the next level. So yeah, we love the restaurant and I miss it dearly, but I do feel like I'm moving into the manufacturing side of things just because I also want to provide the same information like I am with you today and some recipes that we have, but I also want to make time for my children who are four and seven. And I want to be oh, yeah. balanced that somehow. So that's kind of 
the main thing we're working on today. Oh, I love that. Okay, we only, I'm sorry, we only have two minutes left. I know, Amazing. you're stressing me out with your messages. Amazing, <laughs> it was life-changing. I like, I just love it. I, yeah. I'm gonna go get chow today because I have a meeting at the school. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go get chow for the meeting and enjoy it. Um, allowing me to have a place to speak actually because I realize like I keep this all bottled up and then I don't really talk about it as often. And I think talking about the story and understanding the why is really helpful not only for me to say it for myself but to share yeah. it others can also take bits and tidbits and just you know formulate something um i think yeah. we should do a little um event together us three oh. if ever you're interested i just feel like even just in a smaller scale it doesn't have to be like 60 people 100 people i just yeah. just even you saying like it's a time to slow down and we oh, all relate to that. I feel like a lot of people we know relate to that. And, mm -hmm. you know, buying a ticket to event for something like this, it forces people to book time off for themselves, slow down and just connect with something that interests them or they're passionate about, or just learn something new. I just like just learning from you in the last, yeah, 30 minutes, mind blowing. I feel like we should share that. I know, you know, Maria, everything that you said today, I'm just like, I need to rethink the way I eat, like, because I'm legit just like, go, 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 like, mm -hmm. eat whatever, just so that my, you know, everybody's fed and, yeah. and nourished, but I'm like, this is, it's not a way of life, and mm -hmm. I just, everything that you've said resonated so much, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to start trying <laughs> you know Thank you. I think this is the message like I was trying to figure out what my why was but I realized I think I found it you know I think I found like what my connection is to food and to what I'm doing because sometimes you get wrapped up and you kind of get lost you have like a million ideas and then just kind of zoning into that one thing that you just can talk about forever I think that's that's the key and I'm like it's about following that feeling you know feeling good intuition all of that with what we're doing and what message we're sending across for people. So thank you for having me on. And I really appreciate what you're doing with the podcast. And it's amazing. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you loved hearing Maria's story as much as we love chatting with her. To check out her delicious Vietnamese plant-based restaurant, head to chowatchow.ca. That's C-H-O-W-A-T-C-H-A-U dot C-A. We're grateful for each and every one of you, and we'll see you next Tuesday.